well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards, and I know we don't normally do shows on Friday, but you know what? I ran across this story earlier today, and I thought to myself, I can write it up for Bearing Arms, but I want to rant about it a little bit here on camera as well, because I got a lot to say. We'll uh, get to that topic here in uh, just a second. Before we do, however, I know you guys have definitely noticed the U.S. dollar continues to buy less. Last year, the average IRA and 401k balance fell by more than 20%. If we've learned anything from the past few years, it's that anything can and will happen. Here's something that might help, though. A gold IRA. Gold may be a great option for you. That's right. Physical gold in your IRA. Many central banks buying tons right now. What does that tell you? Augusta Precious Metals is a gold IRA company that offers its customers the opportunity to invest in gold. You can call Augusta Precious Metals and learn how a gold IRA can help you. If you've saved 100000 or more for retirement, call Augusta Precious Metals to get their free ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them you heard it here on our show, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Contact Augusta Precious Metals and diversify your retirement today. Call 855-222-4997. Again, that's 855-222-4997. Augusta Precious Metals at 855-222-4997. Now, apologies if you hear a little uh, noise in the background. My uh, neighbor is doing some haying in a uh, pasture, so we've got some uh, farm equipment around, so you might hear some uh, noise in the background here. But (laughs) the topic of conversation today, you know, The gun control lobby has spent so much time and effort and money trying to convince uh, middle America that that they're reasonable, right? They're only looking for a few reasonable regulations, a few common sense restrictions in the name of public safety. But they're not opposed to gun ownership. They're not opposed to the Second Amendment. Oh, no, they don't want to stand in the way of you being able to uh, protect yourself in your home or you being able to uh, hunt or, uh, you know, shoot competitively. They're, they're, They're not opposed to any of that, right? They're just focused on responsible gun ownership, which, of course, is a lie. There is no aspect of lawful gun ownership that the gun control groups embrace. Uh, it may be that, uh, you know, some aspects of gun ownership uh, are a higher priority for them to eradicate than others. I imagine that uh, competitive shooting would be among the last of the uh, items on their we're going to ban it wish list. But it's still there. Um, the Minneapolis Star Tribune had a story today. <laughs> Made me roll my eyes just looking at the headline. Minnesota helped launch a nationwide boom in youth trap shooting. And the NRA is funding. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. So the story is ostensibly about the uh, USA Clay Target League, specifically what's going on in Minnesota, the, the state organization there. As the Star Tribune notes, the USA Clay Target League, the largest youth clay target shooting organization in the country, more than 46,000 members in grades 6 through 12, about 12,000 of those participants are in Minnesota, where about 350 of the high schools in the state have clay target teams. That's pretty incredible. 12,000 student-athletes compared to 8,000 student-athletes in the state of Minnesota who are playing boys and girls hockey in Minnesota. In just two decades, the paper writes, Clay Target's become one of the country's fastest-growing high school sports, and Minnesota is arguably the epicenter of youth traps nationwide boom. So the Star Tribune uh, spoke to the founders of the uh, Clay Target League, um, which started in Minnesota and then it actually expanded uh, nationwide, Jim Sable, after he retired about 20 years ago, was at a uh, gun club in Plymouth, Minnesota, 
Uh, they got a shipment of clay targets, and the driver asked if he could round up a few young people to help unload. And uh, Sable was one of the young guys in his 60s. So he wanted to help recruit younger members. He started volunteering as a mentor. He was matched with a 14-year-old girl who had said that she was interested in learning how to uh, shoot clays. And uh, that was part of the first trap shooting team. Uh, and then um, Sable convinced a, another uh, individual to start a, another program. Um, and so they could compete against one another. And now when they have this state championship, more than 8,000 student athletes come out and take part. And one of the great things about this is, you know, we kind of ran into this when we moved to, um, rural Virginia 10 years ago from Northern Virginia, my kids would have gone to a high school with about 4,000 students. There would have been no way for my kids to have been able to take the field um, as a student athlete. They simply, I mean, they weren't going to start on the football team or basketball team or baseball team or soccer team. The competition was just too intense. We moved here and my son was able to letter in soccer. He was able to play as a freshman, uh, you know, all four years. That's not an option in a lot of big schools. You're limited by the number of kids that can be on the field or on the court at any given time. Um, that's not the case when it comes to clay target shooting. If you want to participate, you can. And a lot of kids do. Again, thousands of them. Um, as one of the organizers said, you don't have to be the fastest, the strongest, or the tallest. You could have an offensive lineman from the football team next to a girl on the dance team next to somebody on the debate team next to somebody in a wheelchair. Uh, and for nearly 40% of league members, Clay Target is their only school-sponsored sport. It's pretty great. I mean, again, this is an unqualified success. And yet, the gun control groups have a problem with it. Uh, and apparently so too does the Star Tribune. Uh, they note, students say they develop skills and friendships through the sport, but the paper says they're not the only ones benefiting from the league's explosive growth. Retailers sell more farms and ammunition. League participants go through 350,000 cases annually, and conservation groups get a cut of the tax on those purchases. More controversially, the National Rifle Association stands to bolster its ranks with youth trap shooters by donating millions to the sport. Unnerving advocates of gun violence prevention, who, by the way, could also donate millions of dollars to the sport since they are supposedly only in favor of reasonable common sense restrictions, and they're not opposed to every aspect of gun ownership, right? But the gun control groups aren't donating money here because they don't like these programs. They don't want to see high schoolers exposed to uh, education and training on how to be safe and responsible with a firearm. They certainly don't want high schoolers to learn how fun it can be to go shoot clays. They don't want that. They don't want gun owners. They don't want high schoolers to have a good time shooting competitively. That's the last thing they want. Because if a 15 or 16-year-old has fun at the range, well, maybe one day that person might become a 21-year-old who owns guns and supports the Second Amendment. And maybe, maybe is even a Second Amendment advocate or activist. No, we don't want that at all. They can't allow that. So you get criticism from uh, folks like Chris Brown of Brady. 
The Star Tribune says close to 40% of students who join the USA Clay Target League have not previously taken firearm safety training. They do, of course, when they sign up. This cohort, the paper says, may not have otherwise picked up a gun were it not for the school trap team. That means more young people are learning gun safety. But it also adds more firearm owners to a country awash in some 400 million guns, the leading cause of death for children. If you count children up to age 19, um, and again, we're talking about a lot of um, gang-related, drug-related violence here. There, there, There are no gangs of high school clay target shooters who are roaming the streets of America committing violent crimes. Again, these kids are are getting adult supervision. They're getting training. They're, ed- they're getting education. Yeah, they're having fun, but they're also learning. But for the gun control advocates, that's a bad thing. They want an abstinence-based approach. Don't talk about guns. Don't look at guns. Don't ever pick up a gun. Don't ever shoot a gun. God, don't have fun at a range with a gun. That's awful, right? Star Tribune says, uh, though USA Clay Target doesn't promote Second Amendment rights, it has received support from the NRA Foundation, $39,000 in 2021 per IRS 990 filing. So let's see, if they got 12,000 students in Minnesota, and, the, and, 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 and uh, how many do they have nationwide here? 46,000 members nationwide. So less than a dollar per participant from the NRA Foundation. But that's part of the headline here in the Star Tribune, this $39,000 donation. In recent years, they write, the foundation has given millions in cash and in-kind donations to youth shooting sports organizations nationwide, including in 2019, more than $100,000 to Minnesota groups. And and again, supposedly there's nothing wrong with that for the gun control groups, right? I mean, who just promote common sense, reasonable regulations, but aren't opposed to our Second Amendment rights certainly aren't opposed to education and training. In fact, they want to require education and training before we can even own a firearm in our home. But when it comes to actually delivering that education and training, you know what? They don't do it. They don't. There is no gun control organization out there that puts on any sort of gun training class. None. Michael Bloomberg has billions of dollars at his disposal. He has enough money that he could actually build a publicly accessible range in every county of the United States, 6,000 some odd counties, and still have money to buy us all a dozen donuts. But they don't put their money there. They don't put their money in education and training. They put their money in trying to ban our right to keep and bear arms, in trying to denormalize gun ownership, and trying to tell 14, 15, 16 year old kids, you're weird if you join. This clay trap, uh, this clay target team. You're odd. You're unusual. You're maybe even dangerous. If you pick up a gun under adult supervision, you go out and you blast away at clay targets and you feel good about it. It's sick. It's twisted. But it is the gun control ideology. As the Star Tribune writes, the NRA's influence concerns Chris Brown, president of Brady, the National Gun Violence Prevention Group. Yeah. I look at anything funded by the NRA. With a jaundiced eye, she says, because about 30 years ago, they stopped talking publicly about any risk associated with firearms. In this country, suicide with a firearm is at a 40-year high, and that is particularly true with teenagers. And again, how many of those teens do you think are involved in high school clay target shooting? My guess is few, if any. To conflate 
youth shooting sports, with youth violence, or youth suicide, again, is an attempt to denormalize gun ownership, to denormalize any lawful activity with a firearm, including the competitive shooting sports. On paper, again, these gun control groups should be all in favor of teenagers getting this type of education and training. But in reality, they are staunchly opposed to it. Because again, there is no aspect of gun ownership that the gun control groups support. Not one. Not your right to self-defense, not your right to hunt, not your right to go out and bang away at clay targets. Now, again, I think their biggest concern isn't about the safety of these kids. Because again, this is an incredibly safe sport. What they're concerned about are these 14, 15, 16-year-old kids having a good time while they're being safe and responsible with a firearm. That's what terrifies the gun control groups. You know, again, the Youth uh, Clay Target League, both nationwide and in the state of Minnesota, they're not advocating uh, for these students to become Second Amendment activists. That, that's, that's, they're actually leaving politics at the door. It's the gun control groups who are trying to insert politics here. But again, I would challenge Chris Brown or Brady. I would challenge every town for gun safety. If you guys don't want the NRA funding these programs, step up and do it your damn selves. Because you say you're not opposed to these types of activities. And yet, when push comes to shove, all you do is complain about them. So if you're really in favor, if you're really not opposed to things like competitive shooting, uh, not again with uh, semi-automatic shotgun weapons of war, with good old-fashioned double-barrel shotguns. Step up to the plate. Support this cause. Support these leagues. But you won't do it. Because these are talking points. Your professions of support for competitive shooting sports. Your professions of being okay with the right of self-defense. You're not. You're not okay with any of it. We know that. And once again, the gun control groups have let the mask slip. There is no aspect of our right to keep and bear arms that they want to keep in place. They may be prioritizing certain things, and I imagine competitive shooting is probably pretty down on the list of things that they want to ban. But trust me, it's there, particularly when it comes to the youth shooting sports. So they are far safer and far more accessible than a lot of high school uh, uh, athletics. This is something that the gun control lobby wants to see go away. All right, let's turn our attention now to today's Armed citizen story, our good deed of the day and our recidivist report. Hey, let's talk about a uh, story that Chris Brown and Brady won't talk about. Because the gun control groups, again, they, they love to talk about, you know, things like, again, high school play target leagues. But when a teenager is arrested in a gun control state like Colorado, as a known gang member, that one's just not really going to be a newsworthy story for them. It is for us, though, because, again, Colorado has plenty of gun control laws on the books, right? Going back a decade, they instituted their ban on large-capacity magazines. They instituted their uh, uh, red flag law. They have removed firearms preemption. 
they expanded the red flag law uh, this year. They have, again, uh, universal background checks in place. I, and I apologize. Red flag law did not come in place in 2013. It was universal background checks in the magazine ban. But all of these laws, again, ostensibly, uh, that are supposed to crack down on violent crime. And what's happened in the state of Colorado almost every year since? Violent crime has gone up. Because, again, they're not dealing with the trigger pullers. They're dealing with the inanimate objects that have triggers. That's what they're focused on. So, Aurora, Colorado. It's from uh, KUSA in Denver. 18-year-old man. Arrested and accused of fatally shooting a man earlier this month in a road rage incident in Aurora, was on probation at the time of the killing for three separate cases that he picked up as a juvenile. 18-year-old Juan Carlos Rivas Luna, a known gang member, according to an affidavit from the Aurora Police Department, he and his girlfriend were arrested Monday in connection with the June 5th shooting of 48-year-old Stephen Qualls. Rivas Luna is now facing a charge of first-degree murder. His girlfriend, uh, Araceli Enriquez, is arrested uh, and charged with suspicion of accessory to first-degree murder. Um, according to court records, uh, this 18-year-old is a gang member known to carry guns, has been involved in, quote, several violent crimes in Aurora. According to the affidavit, he is currently on probation for three weapons offenses that occurred while he was a juvenile. He's also the suspected shooter in an open homicide that occurred in 2021 in Aurora, Colorado. Deputy with the Sheriff's Office said he was investigating, quote, several shootings around the metro area that Rivas Luna was also believed to be involved in. Uh, but again, he's not been charged with those crimes. So we can set those aside. Let's talk simply about these three weapons offenses that Rivas Luna picked up as a juvenile. And what happened? You know, again, Chris Brown of Brady is flipping out about high school students in Minnesota. Uh, taking part in in a, in a clay target league under uh, adult supervision, but neither she nor any other gun control activist is going to say squat about Rivas Lunas being arrested three separate times as a juvenile in possession of a firearm and the slaps on the wrist that ensued every single time. Why would they bring this up? Cal- uh, Colorado is going in the right direction as far as they're concerned. They're putting more gun control laws in place. They don't want to highlight the failures of these gun control laws, so they won't bring up Rivas Luna. But you know what? They want to, again, take teens' ability to learn how to be safe and responsible to firearm, to learn how to avoid putting themselves in bad situations. They want to stick to this abstinence-based approach, which leads to, I think, more people like Rivas Luna, who don't have that adult mentorship, who don't have the guidance telling them, hey, here's the right thing to do. And instead, even when the state gets involved, there are no consequences. Probation, parole, sent on your merry way, arrested again. Second verse, same as the first. More probation, more parole. Arrested again, more probation, more parole. And the lack of consequences, I think, lead some individuals, perhaps even Rebus Luna, to believe that they can literally get away with murder. And in some cases, they can. Because the homicide clearance rate in these cities, like Denver, not what you want it to be. In this particular case, Aurora police have made an arrest. But I just can't help but wonder if the system had taken this 18-year-old seriously the first time he was caught with a gun underage. Or the second time he was caught with a gun underage. Or the third time he was caught with a gun underage. Maybe we wouldn't be talking about Rivas Luna 
facing murder charges today. Now, today's Armed Citizen story from uh, Florida. Boy, this is a weird one. Um, <laughs> gotta love, gotta love a, any story that starts out Florida man, right? Florida man returns home from seven-month trip to find squatter in his house. First of all, seven months away from home? I mean, man, I don't know. That's pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, Ocala, Florida. Homeowner returned from a seven-month trip to New Zealand and found a man squatting in his home, according to an affidavit from the Marion County Sheriff's Office. Fox 35 in Orlando reports the two got into a verbal argument, which resulted in the homeowner firing a shot to his front door after asking the alleged trespasser to leave. Zaboy Brown, arrested on several charges, including misdemeanor trespassing, misdemeanor possession of marijuana, felony possession of a controlled substance without a prescription, uh, after the conversation that took place last Friday in Ocala, suspect, uh, the suspect, Zamoy Brown, is actually the one who called police saying that he was shot by someone who claimed the house was his, even though Brown said, no, no, it was actually mine. Homeowner, I mean, can you imagine? Homeowner told authorities he was in New Zealand for seven months. He got back home on June the 9th. When he gets back, he said he found his house trashed, burglarized, several items were missing, and he called police earlier in the day. And then he said he ended up sleeping in the closet that night hoping that he could catch the squatter when he returned. The alarm ended up going off around 8 p.m., and he found Brown peeking into the room where he was lying down. Homeowner yelled at Brown to get out of the house. The two began to argue about who actually owned the home. Brown said the home did not belong to the homeowner. Uh, At some point, again, the argument escalated, and a shot was fired, apparently into the bottom left corner of the front door. Brown then ran out of the house. Uh, After he was uh, uh, arrested, read his Miranda rights, Brown said that he was living in the house for, quote, a few months, and that he was the only one staying there to his knowledge. He uh, denied stealing the items that the homeowner reported earlier in the day. He also said that uh, all the windows and doors were unlocked when he arrived and claimed the house had been vacant for three years, as opposed to seven months. The uh, homeowner did choose to press charges, Brown taken into custody. And when he was searched before entering the deputy's car, uh, they found a uh, rock-like substance in his pants pocket, which later tested positive for methamphetamine. Right now, Brown's being held on a $4,000 bond. I'm glad that he has a place to stay, but uh, not... (laughs) The homeowner's home there in Ocala, Florida. Homeowner not facing uh, any charges uh, and hopefully doesn't have to uh, deal with any more squatters. But next time you're gone for seven months, find somebody to come around, like even if it's once a week or so, just to check and make sure everything's all right. Just a just a helpful tip from Uncle Cam. All right. Uh, today's good deed of the day. We will uh, wrap things up for the week here with a, a great story out of Alaska. Uh, this uh, Anchorage, Alaska, where a uh, highway worker in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing to save a woman's life. This was uh, June the 1st. Uh, Lisa Keene, president of a traffic control company, said a man pulled into the line of a road stop. Uh, soon after, she said the man jumped out of his car and rushed to the passenger side. And then he pulled a woman out of the car who is having a medical emergency. Uh, Retired Army medic Mario Jones says he drug her away from the car and he laid her down on the ground and he yelled, help. Jones was working as a traffic flagger. But again, he served as a medic in the Army. And he ran over. Uh, He said she was flatline, unresponsive. I just went right to her. I knew exactly what to do. 30-year decorated uh, Army senior medic. who was awarded the Army Achievement Medal in 2007. He said she didn't have a pulse then. She regained her pulse. We just continued CPR. Um, in the line of stopped cars, there happened to be a registered nurse. She saw what was going on. She got out. She started helping Jones until paramedics arrived. He said they administered AED shock. She sat straight up. It's incredible. 
Uh, Jones says, you know what? It's just one of those days somebody needed medical assistance from the Army, and we gave it to him. He said he still doesn't know the name of the woman that he helped, but he said that he was happy that he was there, happy that uh, she made it through. Uh, Lisa Keene, again, the president of that traffic control company, said, um, we definitely need more Marios out here in the world. And to have Marios out here as our guardian angel. So, again, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. Mario Jones there in Anchorage, Alaska, we thank you for your very, very good deed. And that is all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I do want to thank you for being a part of the program. As always, I hope you enjoy your weekend. Maybe go take your kids if you're a dad, especially we got Father's Day weekend here. Maybe a little clay target. I'm just saying. Have a good time. Have some fun. And you get to piss off the gun controllers. So there you go. Can't think of a better way to spend a Sunday. We'll see you back here on Monday. But until then, be well. Be safe and be free.